On today's show, what do the Mavericks need to do in training camp? Can they establish an identity? And I'm answering more of your questions on today's Locked On Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Locked On Mavericks. I don't believe you shouldn't be here. Loyalty never fades away. Welcome, you are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for being part of the show and making Locked On Mavs your first listen every day. Be, join the Raccoon Squad, be an everydayer, subscribe, like the video, follow for free wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube. But the best way you can help us grow the show is to listen every day and to comment anything below. Let us know in the comment section, what's your biggest question for Mavs training camp? I'll go in and I'll try to answer a bunch of them. In the YouTube comments, today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash LockdownNBA or enter promo code LockdownNBA for a free water bottle with any purchase. You won't want to take your Bird Dogs off. We promise you that. If you want to support our show, text us. Get text alerts from us on Mavs Rumors. Watch film with me. I'm sending out a couple more Mavs watches today on Josh Green and Jaden Hardy. So if you want to do stuff like that, subscribe to our subtext. Click the link in the description or text the number on the screen. There it goes. There goes the number. Isaac Harris out today. He is celebrating his 10th wedding anniversary with his wife. They're going on a trip. They're going to a Ravens game. Very happy for Isaac leaving his kids in Kentucky, and he's going to Baltimore. Good morning, Baltimore. Here comes Isaac Harris. So Isaac Harris out for today and the next couple of days. We're going to hang out. I'm going to have some good guests coming in next week, so you won't want to miss next week's shows as well, as we are now... If you're listening to this on Friday, five days from Mavs training camp. It's coming on Wednesday. I'm going to go to the facility and be at Mavs training camp. You can tell just like the molecules in me are excited. Like I can just feel, I can feel excitement. It's coming. Like it's, it's, it's back. I can feel, I can see in the numbers of the podcast, there's this point in the season where the numbers dip. And then when training camp starts, they come back and I'm ready for all you guys to come back. But you that are here right now, you're the real ones. You're part of the Raccoon Squad. You're an everydayer. I appreciate each and every one of you. This is what we're going to talk about today. I asked the subtexters, send me questions about Mavs, the Mavs training camp, and about the Mavericks. Because this is the last off-season mailbag we'll probably do. Because the season's, like, the training game's about to start. They're about to play preseason games. We'll have some actual basketball and some quotes and things to talk about. So this is the last off-season mailbag that we're going to do. I've got a ton of questions. I'm really excited to answer some of them. Do I think the Mavericks will be able to establish an identity? And what do they need to do to establish their identity? Thought that was a great one. A bunch of rapid fire questions I'll do at the end. What would you consider the Mavericks season as a success? Like what would have to happen? What's the most beneficial thing the front office can do for the Mavs to win a championship in the next three years? It's a tough question. I think I got that one. What's more likely? Jason Kidd winning coach of the year or Jaden Hardy winning sixth man of the year? And then a bunch more questions like that. But I want to start here. Our friend Gracie on subtext asked a great question. What's the biggest thing, most important thing you're watching in Mavs training camp? Like I said, it's coming up Wednesday. We will have full coverage of it. I'll be at every one of them asking questions there, making sure that you guys get the best coverage. I'll be sending stuff to the subtexters. So subscribe to the subtext. Follow me on TikTok as well. I'm at Nick Van Exit on, on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. So you can follow me on any one of those to get videos, shorts, things like that. I'll be sending them from training camp. When I start to think about Mavs training game, and this Mavs training game is maybe one of the most important ones we've had in a while because 
the beginning of this season is going to be the most important one we've seen in a while because the beginning of last season didn't matter too much. The Mavericks are riding high off of the Western Conference Finals run. You're thinking, oh man, this Mavericks team, they didn't start off the season super well. Then they make this trade with Porzingis. They establish an identity. They end the season like gangbusters. Oh, we're riding into next year. Oh dang, we lose Jalen Brunson. That kind of sucks. But still, we're this team that establishes identity. We should be good this year, right? Like going into the season, it didn't seem like you were as glued to your TV, glued to your phone on what's happening with the Mavericks. What is, what's going to happen to start the season? That's what's going to happen this year. You're going to be glued to everything. And I think we should be. And I think that the Mavericks are going to have some heat. Not Miami. They're going to have some heat. It's not 105 outside anymore. But there's going to be some heat on this Mavericks team to start the season well or at least decent. Because if they don't, if this season starts badly, if the season starts poorly for the Mavericks, that's tough. Because what decisions do you have to make then? Can you just change up the rotation? Do they start so badly that Jason Kidd's seat starts to get warm? That Mark Cuban walks over to his seat at the AAC, turns on the seat warmer? Is that what's going to happen with this team? And so I think that this training camp is a really important one because the, the beginning of the season is a very important one. And we there's a bunch of things we don't know. So that's what I start with is what things don't we know about this team yet? What's the starting five outside of Luka and Kyrie? We think it's going to be Josh Green, Grant Williams, and Dwight Powell. Do the Mavericks think it's that? <laughs> are, the, are the Mavericks sold on that? We don't know. They started JaVale McGee last year and then made the switch about seven games into the season. Do they know who the starting five is? So I'm starting to look for quotes. I'm starting to look for things that stand out. Is is somebody like Rashawn Holmes standing out? Are they, are they saying who the starting lineup is? Things like that I'm starting to watch in training camp. Next thing I'm start, we, that we don't know yet that I'm curious to see if we get any clues on in training camp, what's the plan for the rookies? You've got these two guys, Derek Lively II, Olivier Maxence Prosper. And they're both super important for the Mavericks' future. They represent two key positions that they desperately need very badly, two key skill sets that they desperately need this season very badly. We've heard from Nico Harrison when they did their draft presser that these guys probably won't be in the G League. I don't. He said, I don't view them in the G League. And then we heard from Tim McMahon. Well, I wouldn't be surprised if Derek Lively plays in the G League some. Okay, well, which, which is it going to be? Did they have they changed their mindset? Is did getting Rashawn Holmes change some of that? Did, what's the mind? Do they have a, a trade that they're waiting on? Are they waiting for all this Dame James Harden stuff to move? So then all of a sudden they get a DeAndre Ayton or somebody? Is there something they don't know, right? And so what's the plan for the rookies? Is does Omax, does he start standing out as man, like everyone's saying at training camp that Omax is really standing out and that he could be a real player in the rotation or he could be one of the starters, right? Like, if we start to hear stuff like that, that's super exciting. Oh, and maybe we hear stuff about Derek Lively. He's working out with Tyson Chandler. He's grown so much over the summer. He's gained weight. He's working on his jump shot. He's doing all the things that you want him to do. He's clicking with Luca early. Like, do we hear stuff about Derek Lively? Yo, you see Apple Jacks? And maybe he's more ready than we think right away. And that would be a huge development for this team. So I look for the plan for the rookies. What, what's Jason Kidd's plan? Or does Jason Kidd slow roll and say, hey, well, like he does with pretty much everything, right? Hey, these guys are young. 
Derek Lively is 19. How many times has he done that with Luca? How many times has he did that with Hardy last year? He's 19. We don't expect him to come out and be good right away. You know, I, I could just feel Jason Kidd doing that too. So it could be one end of the spectrum or the other. The other thing that we don't know yet about this team that I'm looking for in training camp, where do we stand with this Tim Hardaway, Seth Curry, Jaden Hardy trio? Because they kind of all do the same thing. Curry's the shortest. <laughs> the other two are 6'5". Curry's like 6'2". And Curry can handle the ball a little bit more. He can do some more stuff in, in a pick and roll. They tried Jaden Hardy at the point guard in summer league. Didn't go very well. The Mavericks would admit that. That it didn't go super uh The Mavericks did admit that. Jared Dudley did admit that when he was on with Mark Stein. On his show on The Freak. And so... That didn't go well in Summer League. I don't think they're going to ask Jaden Hardy to do some of those things with the Mavericks now. And so where do we stand with that trio? What happens with those guys? Who plays the most? Is it, is it Tim, Seth, Jaden Hardy in that order? Is that Because that's the way it seems to me coming in. That's the way it is pay-wise. That's, that's the way it is like, you know, minutes that they've played for the Mavericks in the past. So I'm curious where we stand with those three. But coming up. I've got a couple more things that we should look for in training camp, things that are important, things that I'm watching for, including what do the newcomers do? And then can the Mavericks identify an identity in training camp? I've got the answer coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about bird dogs. Bird dogs are incredible stretch khaki shorts. There was somebody in the comments yesterday that said, I'm tired of hearing you talk about swamp, butt. can we have a different advertiser? The answer is no, because... You shouldn't have swamp butt with bird dogs. This is what I'm telling you. You're not listening to me when I talk about bird dogs. I can wear these shorts without underwear or with underwear. And either way, their anti-stink sweat wicking fabric will keep you cool and dry all day long. You can walk anywhere you want, hang out with them. You can go to a meeting if your work is a little more casual. You can wear them outside. You can play sports in them. You do all kinds of stuff with bird dogs. And right now, you can go to birddogs.com slash LockedOnNBA. Enter the promo code LockedOnNBA at checkout for a free bird dogs water bottle. With your order, that's birddogs.com slash LockedOnNBA. You can get a free water bottle with your order. Again, birddogs.com slash LockedOnNBA. Use that promo code. Again, birddogs.com slash LockedOnNBA. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you that. I need a recovery beer. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us on Lockdown Maps. Being part of the show, part of the Raccoon Squad, If you're here right now, if you're listening right now, September 21st, 22nd, 23rd, man, you're an everydayer. You're part of the Raccoon Squad. You're a card-carrying member. These are the cards, I guess. I guess the stickers are the cards, so if you've got one. Gracie asked the question, the biggest, most important thing you're watching for in training camp. I named some of the things earlier. We're looking for things that we don't know yet. What's the starting five? What's the plan for the rookies? Where do we stand with this guard trio of Tim Hardaway, Seth Curry, and Hardy? The next thing I'm looking for, something that we don't know yet. Do any of the newcomers stand out? I think Grant Williams is exempt from this because I expect Grant Williams to stand out. I expect him to be a starter. I expect him and the Mavericks to be high on him and high on what he can do. His skill set just fits too well. He shoots the ball too well. He can defend too well for him to not stand out and be a starter. They need him too badly in that spot. So I'm going to push him to the side for now. Grant, go to the side. Come hang out with me at another Wings game. Stay over there. Which newcomers stand out? Rashawn Holmes, Dante Exum, Derek Jones Jr., Seth Curry. Talked about Seth Curry earlier. He's in that weird trio with those guards. 
if Seth Curry is, man, Seth Curry is so good for this offense. He can handle the ball a little bit. If we ask the question, who's the third ball handler, and we get the answer. People forget about Frank. If we get an answer like that, you know, that's kind of a walk around the answer kind of answer from a Nico Harrison or a Jason Kidd. Maybe Seth Curry steps into that spot. Or maybe Seth Curry is the answer to that. And if he is, then that maybe gives us an answer. Like, oh, Seth Curry's going to, anytime, anytime Kyrie is off the floor and Luka is on, Seth is going to be like nailed to his hip because we, we need those outside shots. If we hear something like that, then maybe Seth Curry's got a for sure spot in this rotation and they're excited to have him. Or if they talk highly about bringing him in and adding him as a piece. Rashawn Holmes is a big one. He could really answer some questions at center depth. He could be the starting center. He really could. If he goes back to the Rashawn Holmes we saw in Sacramento, not last year, but the year before that, then that's something that could really, really change some of the, uh, <laughs> could change some of the, the outcomes for this Mavericks team. Because it's not just that Dwight Powell isn't a good starting center in the NBA. He's a great depth piece. He's a great bench player. But it's that it was Dwight Powell, and then the answers behind him were not good at all, right? Like, it can't just be Dwight. <laughs> it's not fair to Dwight. It's not fair to this team. But if Rashawn Holmes can all of a sudden come in and play really well, and you have the minutes that Maxi is going to play, and then whatever Derek Lively can give you, all of a sudden, your rotation is much better than it was last season. And that gives you more of an answer than if it was just Dwight Powell again and you run it back. So does Rashawn Holmes stand out? Do, do they talk about him in training camp? Dante Exum. What does Dante Exum bring to this team? He had a really strong FIBA run. He brings some stuff to this team that they could really use. The Exum-Kyrie lineups when Luka's off the floor, I think could be really, really good. I could see those two working really well together. Does Exum's three-point shot start hitting like it was in FIBA, like it was overseas for the last two years in, in Euro League? If it does, Dante Exum could have a real shot at minutes on this team, and he could really help this team because they need a big guard that can handle, that can, like, maybe he's the third ball handler. I talked about Curry earlier, but maybe Exum is the guy that we say, who's the third ball handler? People forget about Frank. Mm. And then maybe it's people forget about Dante Exum because he's been away for two years. If Nico Harrison says people forget about Dante Exum, that's it. Pack it up. <laughs> That'd be the most amazing thing. That'd be the funniest thing in niche Mavs coverage in a long time, I think. Because... <laughs> I know that the Mavericks listens, listen to like our show and others at times. They've got an, and I know that they, they peruse Twitter. I know this because Jason Kidd brought up one of my tweets last year at a press conference. So, you know, and I know Mavs PR does, you know, that they have to know that the people forget about Frank joke is out there, right? <laughs> it's too prevalent on Mavs spaces online. If he says people forget about Dante Exum. That would make my that would make my week, I think. That'd be so funny. <laughs> and then Derek Jones Jr. Does Derek Jones Jr. stand out as well? He's definitely getting minutes over Omax. Omax is not ready. Derek Jones Jr. is gonna be that wing off the bench. It would be a little bit of a bummer. No offense to Derek Jones Jr., but I think Mavs fans are very excited about Omax and what he could be. But does Derek Jones Jr. stand out? Do they start talking about how he, man, Derek Jones Jr. just brings this energy and this athleticism that we need? in transition and he's just somebody that we haven't had in a long time and he's really standing out so who stands out which of the newcomers stands out that's what i'm looking for in training camp they're gonna say good things about all of them obviously but which ones really stand out we've got to piece through the different things that that nico harrison jason kidd and others will say about these guys another question that i'm looking for something that we don't know yet 
Who's the third two-way guy? We still technically have a roster spot, quote-unquote, for the third two-way guy. We've got A.J. Lawson. We've got Mike Miles Jr. from TCU. And who's the third guy? They've got some Exhibit 10 guys that are going to be able to I mean, at least try for it. You've got Jelly Walker. You've got uh, Joe we- uh, Weiskamp. You've got Greg Brown the third. You've got some guys that, that are going to be able to, to try for this spot. And so who is the guy that, that steps in and is the third two-way guy? That's something that we want to know in training camp. I'm sure we'll learn it. We'll definitely learn it by the end because they're going to have to cut somebody. We may learn before the international trip because I don't know. Do they want to take all these guys in the internet? They probably will. The next question is about identity. Something that we don't know. What's the identity of this team? And this came in with a different question off subtext. So I want to move to this. The question was, do you think the Mavs would be able to build a unique identity right away in camp that in my opinion is required for every successful team? Or do you see it taking longer slash forming in the middle of the season? Amazing question. You didn't put your name with this, but great work on that. I think you're totally right that every successful team needs to have some kind of identity. You've got to have some identity in some way. The Mavericks already have some of that with Luka. It's very clear. (laughs) Very clear. We are a pick and roll, catch and shoot. Luka creates a bunch of stuff team. And now Kyrie as well. So we are the, our guards don't defend that well. They can defend. They can, but they don't want to defend that well. And But they can create some offense, man. We're going to be an incredible offensive team. It's just going to try on defense. It's just going to try on defense. So they've got some identity, but I think the defensive identity is going to be tough. And I think that's what the question is alluding to is can they, can they build a unique identity right away? Can they build any kind of identity that has them, you know, pushing the ball in transition because Kyrie tried to push the pace last year. Kyrie, I don't, Kyrie, you could already tell that his style was pushing the Mavericks in a way, in a direction that they hadn't gone in a couple of years. Kyrie jumping in in the middle of the season is not going to push his agenda, quote unquote, or his you know way of basketball or the way that he's successful as much as Kyrie starting the season. I'm very curious what happens there too. And that's part of the identity is does Kyrie influence the identity on the court? Does he does he try to try to push them forward? Which I think would be a great thing. I think they need to push it forward. We saw Slovenia and Luca like it is possible for them. They've got to get stops. They've got to get out and run a little bit, and they've got to rebound, right? You've got to rebound in order to push out and transition because you – hold on. Let me break this to you. If you're going to play in transition, you have to have the ball. So, I know this is the type of analysis you get here on Lockdown Maps. So, can they build some kind of identity? How much is Kyrie part of that on-court identity? Can Luca? What, what's the identity between Luca and Kyrie when Luca's on, when, when Kyrie's off? Can they – can they meld that together and become a team identity? I don't think they can do that in one training camp. I think it's going to take a little bit to start the season. I think this international trip is going to help. I think that them having to play some of these preseason games, I think that it'll take a little while. I think it'll take maybe a transaction like it did last, like it did two years ago when they traded Porzingis. Like, I think it'll take something like that. I think it'll take somebody you know, popping that we didn't know before. Is it Dante Exum? Is it Seth Curry? Do they just become this incredible three-point shooting team where we go, oh my gosh, they just drain threes from all over the place? Because you've got Seth and Jaden Hardy and Tim Hardaway. Like that, that could be their identity. They just bomb threes. They take 45 threes a game, right? Like that would be an identity that they could have. So very great question about identity. It's something we'll monitor the whole season. 
We'll talk about identity, what they can be, what, what they are, because I don't think Jason Kidd ever really established what the identity was last year. But two years ago, they did a great job of ident- identifying, hey, we are the ISO team with Luka and Brunson. We defend with our two wings. We rotate a ton. We've got these mobile bigs. One of them can shoot really well in maxi, and so we can space the floor, do all, like, that's what our identity, and we love playing with each other. We've got this great chemistry because we built it in the bubble. We built it in the playoffs against the Clippers, and now we're here. Porzingis is gone, so there's nothing weird anymore about who's getting the ball and who, which player is taking what shots. Everybody knows. Everybody knows the drill and the deal. That was two years ago. Amazing identity. Great for this team. Last year, nothing close to that. Dinwiddie's gone. Dorian's gone. Brunson's gone. All of a sudden, Kyrie comes in. Now, all of a sudden, this team has two alphas in a way. And they've, Luca's obviously the alpha, and Kyrie is totally, you know, pushing him forward. But Kyrie has this way of playing that also changes what we do. We've got these young guys that are not established. And Christian Wood wants his own thing. And JaVale McGee wants his own thing. And you've just got... All these different things going on last year. The team wasn't very good, and boom, no identity. That's the thing you're looking for. Coming up, let me answer some rapid-fire questions. We've got a ton of different questions about the, uh, you know, what would make a successful season. What would the Maver- what can the Mavericks do to uh, to win a championship in the next three years? We've got all that coming up. But before we do, new sponsor alert. If you're tired of hearing about Swamp Butt, we've got DoorDash. DoorDash has you covered with all kinds of stuff. If you're missing syrup for your pancakes, you just ran out of your favorite coffee creamer, with DoorDash grocery delivery, you can get what you want right when you need it. You can get uh, DoorDash delivered to your door. It's super easy. I've used it before when I'm at home, and I'm like, man, I just don't want to go out one more time. Or my, my wife and I only have one car right now, so... She's gone, and I got to get food, and I don't want to make something myself. Call DoorDash. You need fresh groceries? You can also get that, too. You trusted DoorDash to deliver your favorite restaurants, and now you can get grocery delivery that actually delivers to grocery delivery, man. That's crazy. You don't even have to leave your house for groceries anymore. Get 50% off your first DoorDash order up to a $25 value when you see the code LOCKEDONNBA. Use the code LOCKEDONNBA at checkout. Limited time offer. Terms apply. That's 50% off. $20, no minimum subtotal, and delivery fees on your first order. When you download the DoorDash app in the App Store, enter the code LOCKDOWNNBA. See the the offer that they give you. Again, don't forget, that's code LOCKDOWNNBA, all one word, for 50% off your first order with DoorDash. I have to apologize that you felt that he should have played more. All right, Isaac. Let me rapid fire through some of these questions because we got a ton of them and I'm excited to answer. Matt asked the question, Nick and Isaac, what would you consider a successful season for the Mavs after the disappointment of last season? To me, they've got to finish top six and make the playoffs. That would be a great bounce back. At the very least, make the playoffs. So even if they make the play-in and they win the play-in and get to the, they've got to make the playoffs. The only ones that Isaac deems as real. <laughs> As real postseason is the playoffs. So they've got to make that. Another question. What's the most beneficial thing the Mavericks front office can do to win a championship in the next three years? Number one. We'll go Madrashad. Number one. Is Luka and Kyrie the duo? Is it them? Can they do it? it, Can they win in the NBA? You've got to figure that out. You've just got to figure that out. Because you've, you've made the move. You've brought in Kyrie. Luca's obviously the guy. Is that the duo? 
If you've answered that question, and maybe this season we learned that they have, maybe this team wins 50 games, and you're like, oh, man, what were we thinking last year? This team is good. They just needed a training camp under their belt, all that. The next thing you've got to do is, so let's say you you figured out Luka and Kyrie. You've then got to establish five more high-end start, high starting tight level players. Yikes. <laughs> and I don't know that they have one of those right now, right now at this point. They could have multiple, but... Look at the teams that have won a title over the last five years. The Nuggets had six high-end rotation players. This is not your Christian Brown, your Browns, your Jeff Greens. This is your Bruce Brown, Contavious Caldwell-Pope, you know, Aaron Gordon, uh, Michael Porter Jr., Jamal Murray, Jokic. Six. Six high-end rotation players. Warriors, same thing. Six high-end rotation players. The Bucks, a couple years ago, they had five. But then you also have the Portis, Connaughton, Dante DiVincenzo. So maybe that's six and a half high-end like rotation players because Connaughton was a big was big deal on that team. Dante helped a lot. Could be eight. You could consider those guys high-end rotation players, but definitely five and then maybe Portis on that. So that's almost six. The Lakers in the bubble, they had seven high-end rotation players. Count Kuzma, Caruso, all that. And then they had Markeith Morris, Dwight Howard and JaVale McGee outside of that seven. Whew. That's a lot. The Raptors had eight. They had eight high-end players going all the way down to Norman Powell, Fred Van Vliet, all that. Kyle Lowry, Kawhi, Siakam. Oh, like they had a bunch. So I think the Mavericks have to get at least five more on top of Luka and Kyrie. They've got to find those to win a title in the next three years. It may take a couple years to find those. They don't have to find them right now because I don't think we expect them to win a title next year, but... If it's Luka and Kyrie, then who's the other seven? Grant Williams, Josh Green, Maxi Kleba, Seth Curry. That's four. Maybe Tim instead of Seth, so I'll still count that that, that as four. Then you're like, all right, what's Jaden Hardy? What's Derek Lively? What's Omax? And they've got to be high-end starters and high-end players as well. I don't know that we can say any of these guys are high-end Rotation players. Grant Williams, Maxi Kleba, absolutely rotation players. They've played in playoffs. They've won playoff games. They've been to conference finals. We know that they can. The other ones, I don't know. And I don't even know if Grant Williams and Maxi Kleba are high-end rotation players yet. I think Grant Williams is going to prove that this year. But yeah, this, so these are the, these are the, this is the question you have to answer. And then depth and culture pieces. Is Dwight Powell still around? Derek Jones, junior types. Who else emerges from that? Okay. Another question. What's more likely Jason Kidd winning coach of the year, Jaden Hardy winning sixth man of the year. And I think the question was posed. Like, I know neither of these are likely, but let's say which one is. I think it's more likely Kidd wins coach of the year because I'm, I'm, I'm nervous about Jaden Hardy because another question was asked who won't meet expectations and why. And I think just going off of the expectations I see on Twitter, on Reddit, on all that, I think Jaden Hardy won't meet Mavericks fans' expectations. I think he'll meet mine, but I don't think he'll meet Mavericks fans because I think that some people expect his 16 to 18 point per game leap to happen this year. And it and I and historically it hasn't with guys like Jordan Poole, Tyler Hero, Tyrese Maxey. Their leap happened when they were 21. He's gonna be 20. I think it'll take one more year for Jaden Hardy to make that leap. I could be wrong. I would love to be wrong. It'd be amazing to be wrong about that. Hardy, let's go party. 
but I think that his leap will happen next. So I think he will disappoint Mavericks fans a little bit more. And minutes are going to be tough. We've already talked about the Tim Hardaway, Seth Curry trio. So I think Kidd winning Coach of the Year is more likely because what if the Mavericks win like 55 games? Like they're amazing in the clutch or whatever. Luka and Kyrie are really healthy. They win 50-something games, and all of a sudden everyone's like, man, Jason Kidd did a great job with this team that was terrible last year. You know, like the narrative can be built. Andrew asks, Who's the bigger, who has the bigger impact, Holmes, Exum, or Jones Jr.? I think it's going to be Rashawn Holmes. Rashawn Holmes is motivated to come in and erase all the stuff from, from last year. He got pushed to the end of the bench as far off as he could. He had a lot of off-the-court stuff he dealt with that he, that he dealt with and is behind him now. And I think that he's going to be very motivated. He's also fits the skill set so well of what the Mavericks want in a center. And I think him and Luca can connect. And if they do, that's going to be a really big deal for him and his game. Last time we saw him play with a really good point guard, Tyrese Halliburton, who was young, real young, he was amazing. Or he was really good as a center. So I think it's going to be Rashawn Holmes pretty easily of that group. Holmes, Exum, Jones Jr., there you go. Again, in the comments, what's your biggest question for Mavs training camp? I'll try to go in and answer as many as you can. Follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Nick Van Exit. Guys, we'll be back. Mavs training camp next week. Thanks so much for listening to Locked on Mavs. Peace out. Boom.